Thanks for joining the Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. With me today, I have my friend Janine Lopez. Uh, Janine, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? Hi, Stephanie. Thanks. Um, Well, my husband, Jose, and I, we've been married for almost 28 years, and we've raised two sons Mm -hmm. that are now grown and moved out, so we're empty nesters. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been uh, working full-time in the commercial printing industry since I was in high school. Wow. And in addition to that, I get the opportunity to serve here at church with the Women's Bible Study as a small group Mm co-leader. And I also get to help with the uh, different events that we have here for the women's ministry. Yes. And when you say um, help with the different women's events, that's definitely an understatement because you do a lot more than just help. You really, you know, direct those events in a sense, and you do an excellent job uh, organizing our events, our large events that, you know, serve over hundreds and hundreds of people, sometimes even a half a thousand people. Yeah, spring tea, 650 coming up. That's crazy. Yeah. And you do such a great job at that. And, you know, one thing that we've noticed about you here in women's ministry is that you are just a fantastic example of time management. So we're going to spend four episodes now looking at time management with Janine Lopez. So we want to start with uh, just the need for contentment, a foundation of contentment. And I'm sure some of our listeners might think, why would you be starting with a foundation of contentment? What would you say to that? Well, if you're striving after everything else that everyone else has, then you're um, distracted on your priorities. You're not going to be focusing down on what God has given you. Totally. And I love the verse, uh, 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 9, but with godliness, with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Mm. And just like we learned in the last women's retreat, yeah. with dishes and laundry, you will yeah. be content <laughs> yeah. because with dishes come food and yes. with uh, laundry comes clothing. Right. And then in Orange County, we have so much more than just food and clothing. We have you know, a roof and a bed right. and car and all kind of uh, conveniences here. Yes. Yeah. And I would say that most of the people who are listening have much more than just food and clothing. So um, again... Uh, we see the call to be content with these things, but how have you seen, you know, just watching other people and working with other women and serving other women, how have you seen um, that lack of contentment impacting the ability to manage time? I think that makes us have an unthankful heart, mm-hmm. and we don't see all the blessings that God has given us in our life. Right. And if we are content with the life stage where He has us right now, right then we're not distracted on the many things and we can focus down on those priorities. Perfect. Yeah, I I totally see what you're saying. And I think that's great insight there. You know, if we're going to manage the things that we're called to manage, then we've got to be content with what we're called to manage. And if we're feeling that frustration, you know, a lot of times it's because we're striving after things that God's saying, hey, that's not your concern. 
So you need to be concerned and content with the things that you have. I think that's great wisdom, even reading from our daily Bible reading this morning uh, in Deuteronomy, the repetition of the law, the Ten Commandments, and how that last one that kind of wraps up a lot of those is, you know, don't covet anything else. Don't right. covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. And just the absurdity of that. And yet that's our natural bend you know, is to want the things that we don't have and then freak out and wonder why we don't manage right the things that we do have. Correct. Yes. So we do spend so much time wanting things that we don't have. So, you know, um, how would you suggest, what's maybe one of the first things that you would suggest uh, women would, you know, begin to think about or, you know, just get their mind focused on in order to have that, you know, contented lifestyle? Well, for us and our family, Contentment starts with a low-maintenance lifestyle. Mm. So if we live simply right. and we live thankfully, mm -hmm. then we're going to be content with those things. Wow. And that starts with, uh, for us, a low-maintenance home mm. and yard. Okay. And if we can um, just be content with where we're at, like mm -hmm. for us, we live by that rule of uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it or <laughs> replace it. Right. And since we've lived on our home for about 25 years now, we have a lot of the original fixtures and furnitures and wow. it's very comfortable and functional, but right. we're content with those things. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that's something where we could all balance our thinking because we do live in like a you know, interior design, saturated community and culture. And I know a lot of people are super visual out there and it's very important for them to have the latest and the greatest, but I'm sure we could all taper back on that a little bit. Yes. And just be satisfied with what we have. Right. Because there's that saying of, in Orange County especially, a lot of people want to buy things they don't need mm. with money they don't have right. to impress people they don't even know. Mm. And yeah, when you good. get caught up in that rat race, it really sucks a lot of your time. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, what are some practical things that you do to keep that low-maintenance home and you know yard? Well, especially with the yard, just having that automatic sprinkler system, mm. the drip system, mm -hmm. and as you um, replace different things in the yard, go for that low maintenance. Yeah, totally. And as well in the home, um, yes, things are going to need repair, things are going to need to be replaced, but mm -hmm. think about the amount of time it's going to take to maintain that once right. you've replaced that item. Yeah, oh, that's great. I know we um, <clears throat> struggle with our yard because of maintenance. And one thing that's nice is that succulents are popular. Yes. I know we had a trip to Palm Springs and just, you know, drove through the communities and looked at all the nicely manicured low-maintenance yards where, you know, they, they're limited on the amount of water that they can use, and they did a great job with rocks and succulents and things that don't take a lot of time. So, yeah, and once a month maintenance on that yeah. is plenty of time. Yeah, oh, that's great. Um, okay, well, that that's something that I think we can all do is, you know, start thinking through the things in our home and our yard as we're adding things and making decisions. You know, can we be content with what we have and can we keep things low-maintenance? Uh, what else would you suggest that we keep low maintenance? Well, another thing um, is uh, with my clothing and mm. hairstyle, mm -hmm. just having that low maintenance. If you can get wash and wear clothing that right. you don't have to do a lot of dry cleaning yes. and pressing yeah. and that. Right. Yes. And aim for a haircut that, you know, that's low maintenance, mm. quick to get out the door in the morning. Right. That yeah. makes such a difference. Right. Well, that's those are hard ones, I think, especially, you know, with a lot of us as women 
just uh, wanting to be fashionable and up with whatever. I know I always marveled at uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook guy, who has one shirt. And the same, I think, Steve Jobs did, the Microsoft, right? One or shirt. Apple. Apple. Right. Okay, Apple. Thank you. One shirt, though. They Didn't they have like one shirt and one outfit, and they had 10 of those? And they said that limited their need for choices, and they got more done with their time. That is low maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's extremely low maintenance. I don't think either of us do that, that's for sure. But yeah, you can see some wisdom there, you know, with two men who are very productive with their time. And, you know, as you're saying, you know, start thinking more low maintenance. How much is your fashion choices costing you time-wise and, you know, also your hair and makeup as well? Uh, right. You want to stay presentable. Yes. You want to stay, you know, clean and, yes. and, you know, not out of fashion, of course. And you never want to go around looking like an unmade bed. So that's the two <laughs> right. extremes. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree with you there, especially as Christian women. You know, we don't want to be a stumbling block to the culture around us. So we do have to, you know, maintain a decent Presentable, appearance. Yes. Yeah. But without chasing after things that are super time consuming. Right. Because if you're after the latest fashion, every few months it's going to change. Totally. Then you have to get back out there and start shopping around and... How can I upgrade? How can I look like all the other Orange County wives out there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I, a few years ago, went um, switched to renting clothes using a clothes rental service, and that's been awesome as far as time, you know, and shopping, and then being able to have things to look, you know, professional for work. And uh, at the same time, I don't have to wash any of it. So that definitely is a time saver and has been a total blessing from God. Yes. And then what about like you're saying, you know, hair, makeup, things like that, getting ready in the morning. I know it takes me a while to get ready in the morning. Uh, I, I always feel like, okay, I want to redeem that time. I'll usually listen to a Christian podcast or listen to Bible reading or whatever it is. Um, how could we use that time wisely that we're getting ready in? Or yes. how do we manage that time right so that we don't chew up two hours? Yes. And I do have like Christian radio playing in the bathroom mm. and that helps me to uh, also know what time it is because you know what broadcast is on at right. the moment. Yeah, that's and good. for me, I'm kind of a wash and go type mm. of person. Mm -hmm. And since I have a long commute, you know, basically I get my hair dry in, in the car. Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, you always look super professional and really cute, so you're doing a good job with it. Um, what about, uh, what do you mean by like the wash and go? You just wash your hair and let it air dry and it just looks like that? Pretty much. <laughs> and I know that everybody's not like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. But, but try to step it back, you know, mm -hmm. try it. Yes, fix yourself up. Yes, be presentable. But don't be consumed with hours and hours just to get that certain look walking right. out the door. Totally. Yeah. And that can be super time consuming. Yes. And then, you know, what about on your days off? Like, let's say you've got a day that you're doing chores or, you know, that you are doing yard work or whatever. Um, would you say, you know, get your full makeup on or what do you think about that? Yeah. We love to go to the beach and there's all mm -hmm. kind of ladies in full makeup and hair at the beach. It's right. like... That is not necessary right, <laughs> at this right. moment. Totally. Yeah, yeah, be comfortable with yourself that, yes, you can go work in the yard without your makeup. Yes, you can, 
you know, walk to the mailbox without your hair done. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. And then, you know, um, I would just wonder, and I, I, uh, I might be catching you off guard on this, but having, you know, a decision to have that low maintenance appearance, I, I know both of your sons are godly. They're great. They're great guys. Um, we all work with your son, Joseph here, and, you know, he's, picked a wonderful wife. And, you know, how have you seen that to be helpful for your boys and just, you know, raising sons and not putting this constant emphasis on fashion and appearance and makeup? Have you seen that be helpful for them in looking for character? Well, I think with uh, my son's wife, Abby, Mm -hmm. she is a great role model. Yeah. And and for Joseph to see her heart first, Mm -hmm. her love for God first. Yeah. And And she's beautiful. She is super beautiful. Yeah. But um, she's not striving after the latest fashions. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's very presentable. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's, you know, very modern. Yes. But she's not trying to be that high maintenance Mm -hmm. type of person that, yes, she can go out without her makeup and, and she's still, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I think that's, you know, something important to consider there, especially if we're raising sons, you know, do we want our son to get invested in the high maintenance Yes, woman. because that takes a lot of time and a lot of money too. Yeah, yeah. And if we're setting that high maintenance pattern, you know, we might be setting them up for a little bit of trouble down the road there. Yeah. And I think growing up in that lifestyle, they can see that character counts mm, much yeah, more because, yeah. you know, the outside will fall. So right. yeah, absolutely. You know, character will stay yes. true. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. And definitely we wouldn't want anyone to feel bad, you know, if they wear makeup. I know I turn to my makeup when I get up in the morning and feel comfortable in it, but you're just reminding us to exercise moderation there and consider what do we really need and what do we not need. Right. And um, I believe it was uh, J. Vernon McGee, you know, if the barn needs painting, yeah. then paint it. You know, yeah, if you yeah. feel more comfortable yes, with that, totally. then that's that's fine. You yeah. don't want to be out of style yes. and you don't want to be looking like an unmade bed. You right. want to be presentable. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great. And I also heard it was Moody who said concerning fashion, never be the first one in or the last one out. So that balance that we're talking about, yes, where very we're not wise. on either extreme. Um, you know, what about uh, trying to maintain a low maintenance lifestyle when it comes to raising kids or having kids in the home? I mean, that's very time consuming, the time that we need to put into our kids. What would you suggest there? Yes. Um, well, in our home, what really paid off is to take that time to train our sons, mm-hmm. even in uh, elementary school, mm-hmm. wake themselves up, start making their own breakfast, pack their own lunch, get themselves to school. Because if you're following around all morning, right. there goes hours and hours right there. Yeah. Well, that's that's hard. I mean, I think a lot of people follow their kids around and do everything for them. So how do you train them to do that? Yeah. It, and it's getting them life skills for mm-hmm. the future. So you just start with by buying them an alarm clock mm-hmm. and they set their own time at night, you know, turn that alarm on and they have to wake themselves up. Wow. But you do have to monitor them, of course, right. and make sure that they're keeping up with that. Right. And then as it goes, as they wake themselves up, then you're teaching them, okay, get down, mm-hmm. start making your own breakfast. Right. And then wow. obviously follow up and make sure their, you know, nutrition is yeah. complete Yeah. and packing their own lunch. Huh. 
and you have all the items in the refrigerator in the cabinet, of course, mm. for them mm -hmm. and easy access, but then they just learn those life skills wow. to get themselves ready. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, so how old would you say you can ask a child to wake himself up at? You know, what age should you get this alarm clock? Yeah. Well, being that my husband's very disciplined, my boys learned it very early. Okay. <laughs> and actually, Joseph at second grade was wow. waking himself up, making wow. his own lunch, and getting himself to school on his bike, Wow. which is unusual, I think. Yeah. Yes. And, but I would say fourth grade, they yeah. should be able to get themselves to school and right. wake themselves up for sure. Right. And what kind of a lunch would he pack? Like what kind of stuff would he be able to put together himself? Well, we would just have, you know, lunch meats and cheese mm -hmm. and the bread and make their own sandwich, pack um, some of the baby carrots or things like that. And, you know, apple or orange wow. and juice box, yeah. throw it in their little um, lunch bag and away they go. Wow. That's great. Now, let me ask you, did they ever forget their lunch? No. Wow. No, my boys are good eaters. They would not forget to uh, yeah. <laughs> bring some food. Right, right. Because I know I hear all the time of moms who are driving back to the school because their child forgot the lunch that they made. You know, they make the lunch and then the child forgets to take it off the counter. So the mom ends up driving it over there at noon, um, you know, and she's drained by the end of the day. Right. That's not teaching them, you know, to be responsible, of course. And I think in a case of an emergency, the school would provide them a lunch. Right. You know, they would not go hungry for the whole day. Right. But that would teach them that, right. hey, I better remember to bring my lunch. And if they're making their own lunch. Yeah that much more they're going to remember it. I right. Think. Yeah. Now, did you ever have them putting in like five bags of chips and no fruit or vegetable well, or something like that? We don't stock our house with snacks like that. Mm, and okay. um, so the only options they had were, you know, the baby carrots and the apple oh, and wow. the, the lunch meat and cheese. Right. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And you think a elementary child has the ability to, you know, get up on time and get that lunch fixed and get out of the house on time? Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. That's, that's great to know. Super encouraging. So let's say someone's got a fourth grader. You mentioned fourth grade, and they've never done that before. They've, you know, always drug their kid out of bed, you know, propped them up to get ready, made the lunch for their kid. How would you suggest or how would you help them to transition into something like this where, you know, the child's waking themselves up by themselves with an alarm and then preparing their own food and getting themselves ready for school? What would you suggest? How could they begin to start that? Yeah, start just first with the waking up. And okay. of course, if they need to wake up on time, they need to go to bed on time. Mm. That's very important. Yeah. And, and just require them, okay, you heard that alarm, you need to get up. And they might need you at their door a few times to remember, okay, that is your alarm, you need mm -hmm. to get up. And then also, um, as they come down and, and make their own breakfast, yeah. maybe you could be packing the lunch at that time while they're getting their own um, breakfast together. Oh, that's right. They're making their own breakfast too. Yes. Yeah. And wow. so they're down there, they're starting to make their own breakfast while they see you preparing mm -hmm. the lunch. Mm -hmm. And then they see what it takes to, to make the sandwich, to slice the tomatoes or mm -hmm. whatever they're mm -hmm. going to be putting on there. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe the following week have them pack the lunch while you're making the breakfast mm. until they get those steps down right. and the timing down. Wow. That's great. That sounds like that's a 
big time saver. And at the same time, you're really helping your kids to be more equipped to be the future adults that God's calling them to yes. be. Yes, life skills for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other areas do you, that you think that we should you know, monitor or try to keep low maintenance or be content in? Yeah, well, also with the kids, um, both of our sons, they only had a choice of one extracurricular activity oh, per wow. season. Okay. And so we didn't let them be in soccer and basketball and football and music lessons they got to pick one for that mm, season. Right. And then let's say they chose soccer, mm-hmm. and then when soccer season's over, they can transition into another choice the following. Mm. But if you're carrying your kids around to a different right. event every single day, that's going to take a lot of your time. Right. Well, do you think uh, by doing just one activity per season, they're still going to be able to get into college and they're still going to be you know, competitive in the world today? They, yeah, they still learn team building because right. they're on the team. Right. But then also with the midweek uh, church activities, mm-hmm. they're going to be in their small group at yeah. church and they're going to have a uh, connection that way as well. Right. And yeah. you still have time, like in high school, my sons chose to run track. Mm. And so that's still getting them college ready because right. they learned, you know, yes. a sport at high school. Right. And so they're still... Um, and both of your boys went to or in college, correct? Yeah. And they with had no problem getting in because they only did one activity per semester, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did monitor making sure they're you know taking the right classes. Yes. And yeah. they did need to do that one season of track at school mm. to qualify, of course. Right. Yeah. And so that was good for them. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I think that's hard because... A lot of us are driving our kids around to so many different activities, and that's incredibly time-consuming. And the kids might not like all those things. Maybe right. maybe they prefer sports and not the piano lessons, or well, maybe somebody yeah. else wants the piano lessons right. and they don't like playing the sport. Yeah. So let them choose which of the items that they want to play that season. Okay. And what if they choose wrongly? Well, there's no real wrong. They're learning team building. Right. And so... If they choose to, you know, be on the chess club versus being on the soccer team, maybe that's their own preference. Right. And they still have team building connections and they have that time so they can go to the midweek service at church. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Any other areas, Janine, as we get ready to wrap up our first session that uh, you would suggest we keep a watch on? I think um, a low-maintenance budget is Mm -hmm. very important. If we learn to live on 40 hours of work, Mm -hmm. and with that salary, we should be content. We Mm -hmm. should be able to pay for all our needs. And uh, the verse in uh, Luke 3, 14 be content with your wages. Oh, wow. Yeah. So live contently there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people um, are striving after a lot of things that require overtime. Right. And if they have to work the overtime, then they're going to be using a lot of their time staying at work when they don't need to. But if yeah. they cut back on some of the items and live simply, right. then they can be mm-hmm. living comfortably on the 40-hour salary. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And I do know people that are, you know, striving really hard for more and more and more income. And it is absolutely draining and exhausting. So you're saying just look at your budget and say, what can my salary afford and be satisfied with that? Yes. There's 
Living in Orange County, there's so many free things to do that are fun, mm -hmm. take no money at all, and uh, you're investing your time with your family that way as well. Right. Yeah, that's good. Because I do think that we, you know, see a lot of things. We see a lot of other people. We see a lot of what everyone else has and does, and we feel like we have to have those things and do those things as well. And like you said, when we chase after that and lose our time, we don't even end up being able to spend time with our church friends or with our family or with the people who mean the most to us. Right. And uh, the verse Hebrews 13, 5, keep yourself free from the love of money and mm. be content with what you have. Mm. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow. So the Bible all over is telling us about being content. And even the Apostle Paul had to learn how to be content. In wow. Philippians 4.11, mm -hmm. he says that I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Wow. How to be brought low, how to abound, but he had to learn. Wow. Well, that's something that we're praying for ourselves and for everyone listening, that we would learn to be content, that we would learn that secret of contentment. So we need to wrap up with that for the sake of time. But I do see what you're saying here, the advantage of having that foundation of contentment as we begin to wrestle through these ideas of time management. And, you know, when we're discontent, when we're chasing after things that we don't have, we're never going to be able to properly manage what we do have. Uh, in our next episode, we're going to look at how to practically structure our time. So thank you so much for listening to us. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, like, and comment. You can email us at wf at compasschurch.org with topic suggestions and questions. And we look forward to meeting with you next time as we talk about structuring our time. Bye-bye.